Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to the Nun Report. Man, what a weekend. I, I, I was busy, man. I did two podcasts over the weekend. I was the, a guest on the Patriot's Prayer, so make sure to check that out on Rumble dot com slash the patriots prayer i also uh, dropped it on my socials as well so you can check it out there uh, great guy great show and we covered a broad range of topics uh, all the current events uh, from every which angle it seemed like we covered a lot of ground in an hour and 15 20 minutes something like that on sunday i recorded a podcast for the nun report which is going to air tomorrow and that's with washington state tax activist Tim Iman, and we're going to drop that show tomorrow. Second time he's been on the show, ironically, it was 100 episodes apart, and there's a lot going on in Washington State in the initiative process. Uh, we talked about Jim Walsh. We talked about Let's Go Washington and and the organization that's kind of uh, spearheading and coordinating a lot of the efforts that are going on. But uh, Jim Walsh is the voice in the face out there, and he's doing a great job here locally. And course a lot you know mondays are always busy because a lot happens over the weekend including friday after the show airs or after i record the show then from that point forward man a ton of stuff acquires and it gets out there of course the debt you know the continuing resolution for the debt ceiling i i'm disappointed that it went through i really think that um once again the democrats won and the the republicans caved and that's at the feet of speaker Kevin McCarthy. Matt Gates is going to try to kick him out. We're going to talk about that. A strange thing happened during the vote, and I'm sure most of you have heard about that, and that is Jamal, Jamal Bowman was apparently late getting to the vote, and he thought that it was appropriate to pull a fire alarm to try to get through a door. I don't know how anybody over the age of three doesn't know that you don't pull a fire alarm uh, just to open a door, and it didn't make the door. This was the exit he was trying to go out of. It very clearly is marked emergency exit only. It has red signs on it. Alarm will sound, alarm will sound. That little red box on the side, you've seen them for your entire life, starting in grade school, uh, maybe in church before that. The little red box that says fire on it, that's what you see over there on the wall. He thought that if he went and pulled that, that it would open the door for him so he could rush and go vote because apparently he was late to vote. <laughs> anybody who believes that absolutely see there's the firebox on the wall it says right on there fire uh push in and pull down that doesn't look like a door handle to me and, and as i said any, and shame on you post for having the ukraine flag equal to the american flag on your on your publication just ridiculous but check here's here's the short story check it out I'll go through the investigation. What's really interesting, this is a former principal. He knows what a fire alarm is. This is a man that has gone out and yelled at members, and his behavior has been unbecoming. But what's interesting, if it re really was just an accident, when the Capitol Police came to interview you, why would you lawyer up right away? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you say, oh, my gosh, I made a mistake here. Why would you let it go on? What do you, you know, believe Everybody happened? knows what do you you've really been there long happened? enough. You know how to get to the Capitol. Yeah. So you okay. think he knew this was all Oh, everybody. If you know this individual, everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And if you've been a principal, you've had fire alarms and you've had children pull <laughs> fire alarms. Yeah, he's been a school principal. He knows that they're fire. You know, if you pull a fire alarm in a school, you get expelled. If you, if you were to go through any public building, if you were to go and pull a fire alarm, whether it's an airport or uh, uh, the Capitol building, if, you were just, if it was just me or you walking around and we walked up and pulled a fire alarm, we would be in jail. But not this guy. 
Not this guy. He and then he claims ignorance. He <laughs> he came out with a statement after the fact, and it was uh, actually let, let's hear what Corinne Jean Pierre has to say about it, which is what she has to say just about just about everything, and that is nothing at all. Check it out. Would President Biden ever try to get out of a meeting by pulling a fire alarm? <laughs> Are you talking about something specifically? A Democratic <laughs> member of Congress pulled a fire alarm around a series of votes. No fire. Is that appropriate? What I can tell you is uh, I have not talking to, spoken to the president about this. Uh, and so just not going, just not going to comment. I will leave it off. Just not going to comment. I'm just not going to talk about it from this podium. I'm just not going to make a statement out about it here. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm just not. Oh man, it's your fucking job. <laughs> but she doesn't, she's, she's the, she is the worst press secretary ever in the history of this country. I'm convinced of that. And no one's going to convince me otherwise because she trots out the evidence every single day when she steps up to the microphone. Jabal Mullen came out with a statement. He said, I want to personally clear up confusion surrounding today's events. Today, I was I was uh, rushing to make a vote. I came to a door that is usually open. Not true. Those signs are always posted. This door is an emergency exit. Alarm will sound. Those doors are not usually open. Okay. That's a lie. He's been in Congress for a while. He knows how to get to the to the chamber to vote. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking that it would open the door. I regret this and sincerely apologize for any confusion this caused. But I want to be very clear, this was not me in any way trying to delay any vote. It was the exact opposite. I was trying urgently to get to a vote which I ultimately did and joined my colleagues in a bipartisan effort to keep our government open. I also met after the vote with the Sergeant at Arms and the Capitol Police at their request and explained what had happened. My hope is that no one will make more of this than it was. Well, he can say whatever he wants. And then he came out and made this statement. Check it out. Uh, do you still stand by your statement that uh, when the was you know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. Are you afraid of any repercussions, either from leadership or from legally, from Capitol Police? I, I mean, listen, I take responsibility for what I did, you know, but like I said, I was in a rush to go vote, and, uh, you know, the investigation will, will, will sort everything else out. Uh, have you talked to Jeffries about it? Oh, yeah, of course. That's day one. Yes. How was that conversation? Well, I got to keep that between me and the leader, so I'm not going to share that publicly. Yeah, uh -huh. but we've been in touch with I don't know why everybody's making such a big deal of it. I think the principal has something to say about that since he used to be a principal. Let's hear from the dean. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. So he intentionally pulls a fire alarm to try to delay a vote, and then plays stupid literally like dumb to say oh i didn't know it was a fire alarm i just thought it was gonna open the door <sighs> so his defense his defense is is that he's stupid president trump weighed in on it check it out President last question. On Congressman Jamal Bowman to pull the fire alarm in the cannon building and disrupt the uh, so i think what bowman i don't know bowman at all but jamal bowman a congressman from new york did something that was as bad or worse. You look at what's happening to the J6ers, and they're putting them in jail for years and years, and this guy pulled an alarm system. And to show you how corrupt they are, he then said when he got caught, he didn't know he was on tape, 
I mean, I don't know how you can be in the Capitol and not know it, especially after what happened. And he said, oh, he was trying to get into a door. He thought he was opening a door. It was a door two feet away. <laughs> he thought he was opening a door. It's a red box that says fire alarm on it. He thought he was opening it. This is the crap. And then they let him out because he's a Democrat, radical left lunatic. And he should be prosecuted the same exact way as the J6 people were prosecuted. I, I, I agree. I mean, look, look at these J6 people, man. They're, they've been put in prison for decades. Some of them are still waiting for trial without bail. No due process. They're treated as terrorists. This guy is, should be treated as a terrorist as well. I mean, he pulled a fire alarm to interrupt government proceedings and, and a House vote. He knew it wasn't going to open the door. Good grief. <laughs> President Trump showed up in New York today for the beginning of his uh, his trial against the witch hunt up there and the activist DA, activist judge, activist attorneys, prosecutors that are going after him uh, for uh, overstating the value of his property. Because they said, oh, Mar-a-Lago was only worth $18 million when you when you got all these loans. $18 million, good grief. Um, yeah, it's worth like six or $700 million. Seriously. And anybody who has any knowledge in real estate, but now all of a sudden the, the DA and the judge, they are real estate experts. Uh, Letitia James came out with this. I don't know if it's Letitia or T Letitia. I wish I knew which one it was, because I'd like to make sure I was pronouncing it incorrectly. Anyway, check it out. Right. And, and, and it's important, again, wait, it's important. We've got Letitia James yeah, let, here. Let's go to Letitia James and we'll, we'll come back to this. Motion for summary judgment. Today, uh, we will prove our other claims. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, you think you have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile. And today in court, we will prove our case. I thank you all for being here. And again, justice will prevail. Thank you. This is a woman who literally ran on putting Trump in prison. She literally ran on, I will, I will charge Donald J. Trump. That was her campaign platform. And so what do you expect now when she, when she comes up to, that's what's going to happen. And she has an activist judge on her side. It's, uh, what is going on here is absolutely criminal. And this is a statement by Trump's team right here. Check this out. Letitia James campaigned on getting Trump. That's what this is about. Election interference. Letitia James, Alvin Bragg, Fonnie Willis, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden. This is designed to do nothing else but stop President Trump as he's leading by 10 points in the general election. We have a renegade judge here who's ignoring ruling of the appeals court. President Trump's assets are worth way more. Yeah, so an appellate court had already thrown this out and they're going after him. Anyway, you have an activist judge and you know how you know he's an activist judge? When you have a judge that in public, in a public setting, he's supposed to be, judges are impartial jurors, okay? And when you have a judge in a public setting, laughs, laughs at the camera while in court then he's obviously not an impartial juror. So check this out. There's a camera in that courtroom. 
was that supposed to be, or would they just be simply ushered out when we're gaveled to order? Well, these, uh, they, you're more likely to have cameras in state proceedings, and so it's up to the discretion of the uh, judge. Uh, and quite frankly, I'm not too sure that both parties would want this. Uh, I think that Trump views this, uh, the optics of this, as working to his advantage. Look, people looking at this live picture right now uh, will be either filled with rage or they will be thrilled. And that's the problem. Is that you know you have James now shown in the background. You've got Trump in the. Oh, I'm on camera. I take my glasses off and smile and laugh. Oh, this is real serious. Yeah, I'm taking this real seriously. This judge is right. Yeah, right. Let's take a let's take a closer look at that. Just so you understand what kind of uh, asshole we're we're dealing with here. We have a real problem in our legal system, folks. We got uh, act. These judges are not impartial jurors; they're activists. And when you have people like this in New York and Washington D.C., where the extreme commie Democrats control everything politically and judicially and legally that goes on in those states, no one is going to get a fair trial. They can go after you if you live in any of those places. And I live in one of those states. I live in Washington. Same thing here. Get out. I plan on getting out just as soon as I possibly can. I've got, it looks like a two-year plan, and I'm out of here. I'm not going to sit here and take this. I'm not going to sit there and put myself at risk. I'm not going to be in a place where if a criminal breaks into my house and I protect myself and my property with a firearm, I'm the one who's going to be going to jail. No, not going to happen here. Trump had a couple of quick statements. Let's check those out. So very simply put, it's a witch hunt. It's a disgrace. We have a corrupt attorney general in this state. You see how she does? This trial was railroaded and fast-tracked. This trial could have been brought years ago, but they waited till I was right in the middle of my campaign. The same with other trials and indictments. It's all run by DOJ, which is... Yeah, this was a coordinated attack. How could it not be? Anybody who doesn't think it is is just dumb. You're an idiot. You're a moron. If you can't, if you can't accept, or even if you agree with them and what they're doing, at least admit and accept that it's by design to try to derail his campaign during an election year. All of these charges, if they were real, they could have been brought years ago. They could have been brought as soon as he left office. But oh no, 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 we're going to wait. And in fact, if he hadn't declared he was going to run again, a lot of these would have never happened. All he had to do was quietly go away. But you see, he loves this country too much to do that. He's too much of a patriot to just bail and disappear like that and save his own skin. He's going to be here for months with a judge that already made up his mind. It's ridiculous. He's a Democrat judge. He's an operative, and it's ridiculous. Other than that, things went very well. <laughs> He's pissed, man. I don't think I've ever... I, he doesn't display that form of public pissed-offness very often. Pissed-offness. I don't know if that's even a thing, but I just made it a thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Feinstein died. That leaves Gavin Newsom in a position of appointing a new senator to fill her seat. Now, um, Adam Schiff has been wanting to run for that seat. In fact, has basically all but announced that he's going to because... Feinstein was not going to to run for re-election. Well, she died, 
And so now they needed to fill that seat. Newsom announced that it was going to be a black woman. So once again, we have an equity hire or equity appointment in this case where we're going to have a black woman. Doesn't matter about, you just totally disqualified massive, a ton of very qualified people from the position by limiting now to an equity hire where it's only a black woman. And he did it. And in fact, it wasn't just a black woman. It was a black lesbian woman. So it checked three boxes. You checked the black, you checked the gay, and you checked the woman. Good for you. This woman happens to live and be a registered voter in the state of Maryland, not California. But don't worry, don't worry. She's moving back to California and she's going to register to vote in California once again. She's a massive uh, activist for abortion and killing babies. She's a huge union supporter. Uh, this is this is just, you can see this is her, uh, her Twitter profile in Maryland uh, since 2012. Uh, mother, partner, believer, organizer, partner, right? Organizer, president, community organizer. Hmm. That sounds familiar. For Emily's list, she has at Kamala Harris, hashtag elect women, hashtag union strong. All right. See, qualifications don't matter anymore. The only thing that matters is that you check the equity boxes. When you announce before you even appoint somebody that whoever, I don't know who I'm going to appoint yet, but whoever it is, is going to be a black woman. Unbelievable. So I don't know what you feel about that. She says she's going to move back to, to Maryland. This is what the organization had to say, uh, Emily's Lives. Kelly Robinson, president of Human Rights Campaign, the country's largest LGBTQ rights organization, called her appointment a landmark moment in the fight for social, racial, and economic justice. Hmm. I want some fucking justice, man. I'm a white man. I'm getting oppressed. Seriously. Let's get to that point. As the first black lesbian, yay, to represent California in the United States Senate, LaFonza brings a compelling voice for the abortion rights, the labor movement, the civil rights into Congress. Her leadership is a testament to the legacy of Senator Dianne Feinstein's strong record of pro-LGBTQ plus support, Robinson said. So that's all that matters. As long as you support the alphabet community, you know, you're all good. Now, they did have a showdown in Congress where they did pass a continuing resolution. Matt Gates is threatening, and I believe he will, because he doesn't make empty threats, to, uh, to go after McCarthy and to replace him as speaker, and that battle was looming. President Biden seemed to have a McConnell moment when talking about it. I hope this experience for the speaker has been one of a personal revelation. I'm not being facetious. I, uh, um, anyway. Are you concerned about America's reputation on the world uh, stage? Anyway, after seven second pause. Uh, based on the mega Republican report, yes, based on what my administration is doing now. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing any here anymore. I don't even remember what I'm talking about. Hmm. Aye, aye, aye. That's the President of the United States. 
the most powerful man in the world, supposedly. Matt Gates is fighting back. Matt Gates has said, McCarthy, you have screwed us for the last time, and we are done with you, and you're out. Check it out. I rise to raise a question. What was the secret side deal on Ukraine? House Democrats and President Biden have said that as Speaker McCarthy was asking Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution so as to avoid having to take the Senate's plus up in Ukraine money, that the Speaker of the House was actually cutting a side deal to bring Ukraine legislation to this floor with President Biden and House Democrats. So let me get this straight. To extend Joe Biden's spending and Joe Biden's policy priorities, the Speaker of the House gave away to Joe Biden the money for Ukraine that Joe Biden wanted. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. There's a side deal. Uh, McCarthy is working behind the scenes with the deep state, both Democrat and Republican, to subvert the American people. President made a deal that you don't I'm know just about? I'm just saying that I'm not going to go beyond what the president I can talk said. About. Just not going to go beyond. Just not going to go beyond what the president said. So you won't said. say that it, what he said was true. I'm not going to go beyond what the president said. You're declining said. to say that what he said was true. I just answered. Go ahead. Uh, no, you didn't answer. You just you just actually you literally did not answer the question. <laughs> That's it, she's constantly up there. Oh, I'm just not going to speak about that from the podium. I'm not going to talk about the president's family. I'm not going to talk about what the president said. The president said what the president said. I'm not going to comment on it. You're not asking to be con. You were asked a direct question. Was there a side deal or was there not? Yes or no? She can't do it. McCarthy continues. Check it out. It is going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money in every negotiation. Yeah, the Republicans caved and the Democrats once again are basking in their glory. We have the majority in the House of Representatives. We have control of the purse that is incumbent upon the Speaker of the House to lead his party to do what's best for the United States and in the interest of the United States of America and its citizens. And again and again, he has proven he's like, he's like a Paul Ryan. He's just better at hiding it. I wouldn't be surprised if after he quits, he ends up, Oh, I don't know, being an executive at Fox or something like that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty good. He's polished, man. He's a good politician which makes me not like him even more. So I, I stand with I stand with Matt Gates in that Paul Ryan needs to go. This is what the minority leader had to say after the Republicans caved on the continuing resolution. So not only did, did not only did they cave but then you have the minority leader rubbing their faces in it. Hakeem Jeffries said, MAGA Republicans have surrendered. All extreme white right-wing policies have been removed from the House spending bill. The American people 
have one. So that's what you get by trying to negotiate. That's what you get by taking, you know, I've, I've said it over and over again. It's time to stop playing nice guys. Stop saying, oh, we're not going to stoop at the same level that they do. Bullshit. Bullshit. It is time absolutely to not only to, to, to go past the level where they're, this is a war. This is us against them. There is no middle ground anymore. There is no negotiating room. Sides have been chosen. Sides have been chosen. And you can't sit on the fence anymore without getting a picket up your ass. So stop trying to do so. Meanwhile, we still have a crisis down at the border. Here's the latest, 260,000 in September. That's a record for any month. A new record set, again, under the reckless border policies of the extreme commie Democrats and the Biden regime. This is all according to CBP sources talking to Fox News, telling us that the total number of migrant encounters that they came across here at the southern border for the month of September exceeded 260,000. Now, for further context, we're talking about Border Patrol numbers and also OFO numbers. OFO is Office of Field Operation, and those are the federal agents working at the authorized ports of entry. So when you combine that number with the previous 11 months, the number well exceeds 2.4 million encounters for CBP's fiscal year 2023 at the U.S.-Mexico border. You compare that to over 2.3 million for 2022 so we're talking about a new record so we've already exceeded last year's encounters at the border by over two hundred thousand dollars the fiscal year doesn't end until the end of october so we have a full another month to go you can assume that based on the current rates we're going to have another 250 to 300,000 come in which would put it close to three million in the last fiscal year three million and those are encounters at the border. They're also flying people directly from the countries on planes up to the tune of 200,000 that last year that aren't even coming up through Mexico and coming through the southern border. They're being flown right in on planes. They've already filled out the app. They've sat there and they've gotten on an airplane at the U.S. taxpayer's expense and been flown anywhere they want to go in the country. How about that? I want to talk a little bit about RFK Jr. because uh, there seems to be a lot going on around him, a lot of talk, a lot of discussion. And I, and I want to try to put things to rest. Make no mistake, man, this guy is a socialist. His family, his elitist family, himself, this guy, I'm going to just go through a few things. First of all, he's an extreme environmentalist that will make John Kerry and AOC look look tame and realistic. This guy is the Green New Deal on steroids, period. He will regulate industry into the ground. And you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it the price of products and services and shipping and everything else that the great form of capitalism has brought us, that has made the United States of America the greatest empire ever in the history of the world. And he will destroy that with government regulation. He loves regulation. He wants to regulate farms, you know, because they need to more, be more green. They need to not put out so much bad stuff, right? So he's going to put the farmers out of business. All because he lost a park when he was a little boy where he used to catch tadpoles and frogs. What a sob story. What a sob story. 
He'll sit there and tell you, and, and, and this is not how he's running. So I want you, make sure you research this guy. Do not, he is no friend of, of a Republican or conservative. He should be a flat out no, no questions asked, period. Anybody thinking of voting for this guy, just, just go right now down to your local election board and re-register as a fucking Democrat, okay? The only reason he can't run as a Democrat and he's thinking about going independent is because he won't do some of the things they want. Yes, he's against funding Ukraine and an endless war in Ukraine. Good for him. He's against vaccine mandates. Okay, good for him. Those are the things he's running on. And then he also extends that and he says, oh, no, 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 I support the Constitution, including the Second Amendment. I support the right of people to keep and bear arms. But when you look at his voting record, he has voted every single time without failure against restricting the rights of American citizens to own weapons and restricting their rights on what kind of weapons they can own every single time. So he may go out there and talk a good talk, but go look at his voting record. It's public record. It's public information. He's a huge abortion guy. He loves abortion. He loves mothers being able to kill their children. Because after all, it's their choice. He compares environmentalism to the civil rights movement. That's how radical he is. He, he thinks that, and if you, some of his thoughts are, are flat out wacky. This is from an interview back in 2004. And again, just look at his voting record. That's all you've got to do. It's a matter of uh, congressional records. You can just go look at it. He was asked, uh, so you're saying free market economies have to be controlled by regulations and strong central government? That sounds like communism, right? Free market economies have to be controlled by regulation and strong central government. This was his answer. Laissez-faire capitalism does not work particularly in the commons, individuals pursuing their own self-interest will devour the commons very quickly. That's the economic law. The tragedy of the commons, you have to force companies to internalize costs. Force them. All of the federal environmental laws are designed to restore free market capitalism in America in this regard. Oh, really? All the extreme wacko environmental laws, all the Green New Deal bullshit is to restore capitalism by regulating companies out of business. He wants to eliminate all fossil fuels. He wants to eliminate the fracking industry 100%. He wants to eliminate all plastics from society, all plastics from society. This guy is an extreme whack job when it comes to the environment and his environmental activism. He makes no, he's not, he, he doesn't even try to hide it. Doesn't try to hide it. We often think of environmental justice as the term that describes the intersection of civil rights issues and the environment. Yes, environmental justice is just like the civil rights movement. Just ask RFK Jr. That's certainly a critical part of it, he says. In the terms of conventional way that we think of civil rights, the burden of the environmental injury always falls on the backs of the poorest people. Four out of every five toxic waste dumps in America is in a black neighborhood. The largest toxic waste dump in America is a, in a community in Alabama that's 85% black, the highest concentration of toxic waste dumps in the south side of Chicago. The most contaminated zip code in California is East LA. There's 150,000 Hispanic farm workers that are poisoned by pesticides every year. He goes on and on and on and on. Really, all environmental injury is an assault on democracy. You see what he's doing? He's trying to flip 
flip the table. Capitalism will be better if we control companies. Companies cannot be left alone and capitalism cannot work unless government absolutely controls it. Environmental conservatism and environmental justice is in fact going to restore democracy. This is, this is the thinking of a madman. This is the thinking of someone who doesn't give a shit about you, your family, or your success if you pull up your bootstraps and work your ass off to achieve it. Because he was born as an entitled little prick into an entitled little prick family. Again, he says, really, all environmental injury is an assault on democracy because the most important measure of how a democracy is functioning is how the distribution, listen, you got to key on in on these words, the distribution, the protection of, the regulation of. This is communist Marxist bullshit. Redistribution of everything, equity, social justice, environmental equity, environmental justice. So here we go. Anyway, uh, uh, the most important measure of how a democracy is functioning is how the, it distributes the goods of the land. Mm. So the, demo, the, the goods of the land, so the land belongs to the people or, or the, the land belongs to the government and the government decides how it's distributed to the people. You understand that's exactly communism. the goods of the land, the common, democracy must ensure that the public trust assets stay within the hands of the people, i.e. the hands of the government. See, when, when he says the people, when distribution, regulation, environmental justice, you know exactly what he's saying. The next question, you are, this, this article goes on. It's posted on, my, on all my socials. You might want to check it out. It's a good read. But it, his most important, the most important evidence of what a commie wacko this guy is is his voting record. You can't hide that. He can go out there and say all the great things he wants. He, he can go out there and say, oh, I, I'm not for vaccine mandates, and I think that the COVID vaccine was rushed out. Oh, I'm not for funding the Ukraine anymore. All great populist things that he can touch nerves on people. I want to see him in debates and answer some of his past because his voting record, he's been a lifelong politician. His voting record paints a completely different story than what he's trying to paint himself as a centrist on the campaign trail. He's not a centrist. It does start with a C at what he is. It's a communist. You are well known for converting celebrities and politicians to the environmental cause through speeches in which you frame environmentalism as a civil rights issue. Let's start there. How is environmentalism a civil rights issue? Yeah, RFK Jr., how is environmentalism a civil rights issue? Well, this is what he said. The environment is the most important, the most fundamental civil rights issue. <laughs> civil rights, the environment... What do we got? Black, black plants matter? I mean, what are we talking about here? In the word ecology, the root, eco, is the Greek, Greek word of for home. It's really about how we manage our home. The environment, the environmental movement is a struggle over the control of the commons. Again, another communist word, commons. The commons, regulation, distribution. These are communist terms. 
Every one of them. The publicly owned resources, the things, in other words, the government owned resources. In fact, I'm just going to stop. Publicly means government every time he says it, okay? The government owned resources, the things that cannot be reduced to private property, the air, the water, the wandering animals, the public land, the government land, the wildlife, the fisheries. He believes that the government owns the air, the water, the wandering animals, the land, the wildlife, and the fisheries, and they will decide how it's distributed and how it's taken care of. The things from the beginning of time have always been part of the public trust. In other words, the things since the beginning of time has always been part of the government trust. People, you've got to read into what he's saying. He's practically saying, I'm a fucking Marxist, and if you put me into power, these are the things that I will institute. I will have massive regulation. I will redistribute wealth. I will put fossil fuels out of business, the plastic industry out of business. I will not allow fracking of any kind whatsoever. All for the good of the commons. Because the government owns all the land. The government owns all the businesses, controls all the businesses. In fact, because if you don't do what we tell you to do, we, in fact, we need to be communists in this country in order to restore democracy. The way you support capitalism is by more government control and more regulation. That's how you restore capitalism. That's what he fucking said. So don't sit there and tell me that RFK Jr. is a, is a centrist. That he's some sort of savior for the common man. That anything, all the bullshit he's running on on his platform, as far as Ukraine and the vaccine and all that, is crap. That's not who he is. And, and large platforms need to get out there and say it. This needs to be shared. Because some people are falling for this. Even Republicans are falling for this line. of This is scary shit. And he goes out there with a speech impediment. I'm sorry that he has that disease, a super rare disease. It's a real thing. Unlike Biden, who's just Swiss cheese for brains. This guy is smart. Dangerously smart. And... Uh, all I got to say is I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep pounding it probably daily on my socials. I'm going to mention it on my shows regularly. RFK Jr. is Satan. He would love to see the end of the United States as it exists and create it into his Marxist utopia where all the birds live free and all the people are poor and enslaved. Anyway, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for watching today. If you've just been listening on the uh, podcast channels or the radio, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. I'm on all the socials at the nun report except TikTok, so I don't do that commie BS and uh, Twitter because I couldn't get the that account got nuked. I'm just at nun report on Twitter. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. Hey, again, thanks for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.